0: And welcome to our latest edition of Building Voices, podcast series from CMS looking at issues impacting dispute resolution and management in the construction and infrastructure industries. My name is Jane Fender Allison. I'm an of counsel in the infrastructure, construction and energy disputes team here at CMS. And today we're going to be talking about technology and data in construction disputes. And I'm delighted to welcome two of our CMS partners to help us do that, Shona Frame and Duncan Turner. Shona is a partner in the Infrastructure, Construction and Energy Disputes team, who's been providing strategic advice on the management and resolution of complex disputes since 1994. Shona also acts as arbitrator and adjudicator. She's a cedar accredited mediator and co-chair of the IBA's International Construction Projects Committee. Duncan is a partner in the technology and data team with extensive experience advising in relation to information technology contracts across sectors, including complex IT outsourcing and procurement of technology. He regularly advises on data protection, including regulatory requirements and developing areas such as artificial intelligence, data ethics and data governance. So onto our topic of today, Technology and data in construction has become an increasingly important topic of late as the amount of technology being used on construction sites increases, from drones to wearable tech, GPS records, video recordings from vehicles, scanning and barcoding of resources and much more. So this is leading in some cases to vast amounts of data being generated on site, which gives both the opportunity To have more and better records during a project and also an increased burden in managing those and of course we are particularly interested in how this affects parties who end up in a dispute so to explain that a bit further let's start with you shona why are we looking at technology and data in construction disputes and why now
1: well jane exactly as you've said i I think we're all aware of the old chestnut theme of the need for records to prove claims. That's been a a consistent cry from judges, adjudicators, legal teams, experts, and the other side in disputes for a long time. Um, The Construction Leadership Council published a really interesting piece of guidance in 2020, which I think is is spot on in, in many respects. And if I can just quote from that, it talks about not only can good records make or break a claim or defence before a tribunal, they can also help the parties resolve claims more efficiently between themselves. And if shared contemporaneously, they can help to mitigate the delay and additional costs. And they go on to say that compiling records to substantiate your position can be the difference between optimising your position and losing out. So just to... Sort of unpack the themes in there. There's really three that I see there: records in the context of a claim in a formal dispute resolution procedure, records to help resolve matters before they get that far. And then records as a project management tool, um, an early warning system, if you like, as the project is progressing. And on that project, management site there was some research um, into why in the last 40 years the construction industry has only increased productivity by one percent significantly less than other sectors and that that research found that a major factor which would drive improvements is the use of technology so when discussing this issue with clients and with experts One of the themes which very quickly comes up these days is the impact of technology on the amount and the type of records available. And as you said, Jane, that presents a great opportunity uh, for really comprehensive records. But what we have now is an emerging theme around the potential for too much data. So in the context of that data overload, the question that we're now looking at is, what data to collect, how to use it most effectively, and then the legal issues which arise from that. And that means that there's a need for the industry to understand the tech available and to think about data management, both in terms of what to collect, but also how to collect it, uh, bearing in mind that the best source may be the people on site who have to collect that information. There's also a need, and I think Duncan's better place to talk to this, to get agreements uh, in place up front to deal with logistical and legal issues.
0: Thank you, Shona. Yes, certainly a lot of issues to think about there. One you mentioned was data management and Duncan, what are your thoughts on that, the sort of data management issues that might arise?
2: Yeah, well, I think Jane and Shona has already touched on some of those kind of key things which you know create challenges when you're trying to use data uh, in, a, in relation to disputes. But to me, one of the fundamental questions here that needs to be kind of addressed at the start of setting up any IT system which you're going to use and hopefully will be benefit for things uh, beneficial for things such as a dispute is really making sure that the system is designed and is fit for the purpose that you're trying to use it for. Um, and invariably with IT systems, they're put in without not enough thought put into that. Um, so making sure that you're not just going and acquiring a product without thinking about how do you set it up and use it appropriately. Um you'll obviously need and I think this is a challenge for the construction industry you need the necessary expertise to know how to do that it's and I think there is a challenge potentially for the industry in that sense in that you know it does need to to get both the the IT expertise in and the equipment etc that's needed uh, in order to make that all work but if you don't invest in that at the start you end up having an awful lot of data and not necessarily either being able to find things or use it the way that you intend to. Um, Now, Shona also touched on that point around the use of systems during the course of a project. I think that's really important as well to kind of emphasize that um, if you don't don't have a system that's designed to identify things appropriately, then question how effective that's going to be in trying to uh, identify and address issues before they become really problematic. Um, and and you know those industries that can do that will save themselves an awful lot of money. but, but I think I think you know, from, from what we've seen so far, um, that there's still a lot to be done in, in this space in terms of making sure that systems aren't just put in and then you know, forgotten about and in the end we've got an awful lot of data but a real challenge around how we might use that. Um, now the other thing I would emphasize as well is talking about that bit around sourcing in because I think for the most part, um, construction companies aren't going to have their own in-house expertise here. So so it is perhaps an accepted position that you will need to acquire IT to make you know make these systems work, et cetera. But I would also emphasize that you need that knowledge to know what you're looking for and what to buy, where to place it. You know, a lot of systems these days are provided on a software-as-a-service basis. Um, and that raises questions around, are you going to have that data when you really need it? If you're not actually hosting it yourself on your own systems, and, and there are often good reasons why you wouldn't do that, because those providers are better place to, to hold that data. But thinking about, you know, what happens if they um, they themselves fall under and become insolvent? What are you? How are you going to get the data? Were they were they um, providing a service that isn't related to to what might be a useful scenario in a dispute context? So um, we've looked at cases where, for example, drones are being used, et cetera, as part of inspecting sites, et cetera. Now, that might be for, for other reasons that are unrelated to a dispute, but do you have the sufficient rights under the contract to be able to get that data to use it for other purposes, such as you know, in a dispute? So, so all those things really need to be thought about at the outset to make um, you know, the best use of data. I think that too often we're seeing clients really looking at the end where they're in the midst of a dispute and going, well, what data have we got? Now, obviously, um, their experts will help in terms of extracting and finding the information that you need for those disputes where they can. But, but you know, it, it brings up more problems, I think, if you haven't thought about um, what you might need and how you might use data effectively at the beginning of setting up these arrangements.
0: And thinking about other legalities which arise, what about data protection where that might fit in?
2: yeah it's a good question Jane because it is it is increasingly um, the elephant in the room I guess in the sense that a lot of technology will enable um, clients to monitor um, how how work is being performed and that's it's a really helpful tool to keep track of how a project is performing are you know some contractors falling behind all those kind of things but invariably that technology will tend to collect an awful lot of personal data and uh, if, if that's not properly assessed and considered at the outset uh, to ensure that it's proportionate and there is a justification for collecting that data, there is a real risk that the data either creates a regulatory problem for the, for the client uh, in the sense that uh, you know, they may end up uh, not complying with data protection law and having either complaints lodged, they might have breaches that they may need to deal with if the systems are, are somehow affected and so forth. Um, and it also, of course, might create problems with the inability to use that data if, if it turns out that they haven't collected the data in accordance with data protection or there may be a, a push for that data to be deleted and then it's of no, no longer any use for you. So um, so it's, it's absolutely crucial that um, there's a proper, what we would call privacy by design. So really starting out a project and saying, well, we've got this great technology. It's going to collect data. Can we justify that data? Are there ways that we can mitigate some of... That the effects that that technology may have on the individuals working on the site, for example, such that we're not going to have any problems there, and we can still use the data. But, but that that's that's pretty crucial to make sure that you can use that data. And I think there is there's too much trust, and I don't think the construction industry is is different to, any, to a lot of other industries in this sense. Too much trust placed on the technology providers who provide wonderful functionality, but don't really understand the regulatory risks here with data. So, so it is it is something that the procurer of that technology, it's their responsibility really to work out is, do we actually need all that functionality to collect information about people? Can we achieve the same outcome and not collect as much data? So, so yeah, that, that, is, that is increasingly becoming quite an issue because of the kind of technological solutions that are appearing.
0: Certainly sounds like an, an area of potential risk one to be considered carefully. Okay, well, with all of these thoughts in mind, a question for both of you, probably. Would there be benefit in having a a data strategy up front in a project and what might that look like? It might
1: be as simple as having a common set of terminology uh, for naming things, Um, but also considering issues there around the supply chain. You know, much of this data might well be collected by subcontractors on site, uh, not necessarily the main contractor. And how does a main contractor handle making sure that data is collected, getting copies of it? Um, So there's a whole piece around who, the what to record. You don't need everything. We started the discussion today with this um, idea of a data overload, and there certainly is a risk of that, but. I guess the data strategy is around identifying what information will you need and what for. And it goes back to the three areas that we spoke about at the beginning in terms of the project management aspects, the dispute management and resolution, and then the dispute resolution in a formal sense. Um, And all of those have different requirements in terms of what data you would want uh, to collect. The when to record different types of data need a different frequency. Sometimes it will be recording a specific activity on site. Other times it might be if it's progress, daily or weekly, updates of progress, financial data might be in a different frequency as well. So I think there's an issue around the the frequency at which you collect data. And then the how, and I think Duncan's already touched on that in terms of what software to use, but also how to make it accessible and convenient and easy to use for the people who'll be handling that on site. Because I think experience from health and safety, PPE, et cetera, is that the more difficult and cumbersome that is, uh, the more difficult it is to persuade people to use it and to use it effectively. And then there's a, an issue as well, with my dispute hat on um, around how long to keep data for. We're we're always concerned about prescription and limitation periods in relation to disputes, and the industry's seen a deluge of claims in relation to latent defects. The Building Safety Bill is proposing to extend liability periods for up to 15 years under the Defective Premises Act. And so it means that in respect of uh, quality issues, There's a need for data to be kept for potentially quite long periods of time. And then I think looking to a more sort of idealistic uh, scenario, whether each party keeps their own records or whether there's a potential for an agreed set of data, an agreed set of project records, which means the potential for disputes about fact to be cut down. Um, and instead focusing on the implication of those facts and the legal consequences of those under the contract. So I think all of these aspects, for, for my part, feed into this idea of having a, a data strategy.
2: Yeah, and I, w- I would add to that, um, Shona, and, and what you described, I mean, absolutely, thinking about it from kind of the beginning to the end is crucial here. So that that really does play into a data strategy. In addition to what I'd already mentioned earlier in our session today about thinking about what data you're going to collect to start with and only collect that data that you need, I, I think another thing to emphasize, which is, is definitely why I think all organizations should have a data strategy, is thinking about how that data might change once you've got it. So during the course of the project, there, there may be a need for, a much greater quantity of data to be collected. It might help inform, for example, the ongoing management of the construction project, for example. But then as you get through those phases and you get closer to completion, et cetera, of the project, some of that data may no longer be necessary or could be converted into forms, which would still be helpful You know, from Shona's perspective in terms of helping with disputes. But we don't necessarily need to keep all the data that was collected during the course of the project. Now, you need to really have a strategy to work out how that's going to work. Otherwise, that could, uh, could potentially be overwhelming in terms of how you work out how to really almost archive and convert the data into formats, which are helpful for those kind of issues such as latent defects, but aren't necessarily going to leave you with a huge pool of data that you no longer need. So that, that helps as well in terms of the regulatory perspective, because from a data protection perspective, uh, Organisations should only be keeping data for as long as they need it. So, as Shona mentioned, there will be some reasons where a, a contractor may well need to keep data, but that's not all data. That's only data that's relevant to defending that claim. And there may be other data which won't help in relation to that claim, which the the the, the organisation shouldn't be holding on to. So, so that that is there's quite a quite a need to have that nuanced understanding of what data you're talking about and why you might need it and build that into a strategy so that you're only keeping what you genuinely need to keep uh, for those purposes. Um, Shona also touched on a really important point around the interrelationship between all the parties. And I think this is particularly relevant for the construction industry given there are so many different contracting parties that come together to deliver on a construction project. And that is how do you share that data across those organizations. Um, now, that, that's both a contractual issue, making sure that you have the rights in your contracts such that you can get data that you need. Um, and, and I think there's also included in that the practical question of when would you get that? Because um, even if you have a right in a contract to get data off a contractor, for example, that's of no help if they've since become insolvent and they no longer are around to actually provide the data. So you should be thinking about, well, not only should they collect it, maybe they should be giving it to us or putting it in an, in, in a, an escrow arrangement or something that's available separately uh, in case those kind of scenarios come about. Um, but in the personal data context, there's also those questions around the parties' respective responsibilities. Who is the controller, as we would call it under data protection law, which is determining the purposes of these processing activities, and who might be processors? There might be scenarios where this data is being used for independent purposes. You know, So a subcontractor may collect that data as part of managing its own workforce, but they may agree to share that data with the head contractor for other purposes, which might relate to overall you know, management and oversight of the project. So those kind of things need to be thought about in advance. We can't be getting to the end of a project and thinking about, well, what, what are the relationships here? The contracts will need to address these things upfront and document the relationships such that it's clear enough uh, how the data is used and who is responsible for it, et cetera. So, so that, that is another reason why it's quite important to have a data strategy uh, at the outset um, to make sure that you're not in a situation where you've got, for example, a, a contractor saying, well, we can't give you this data, it's our data, and, and you're not entitled to it because it's, it's our personal data.
0: Thank you, Duncan. And you've you've both touched on disputes there. How do you think Shona parties can make the best use of data being generated by these technologies if they do end up in a dispute situation?
1: Yeah, well, there's probably a lot you could say on this, but I'll keep it fairly brief. I think in the dispute scenario, understanding the facts is absolutely key, but also being able to present those to the decision maker in a succinct way and in a way that's really understandable. Um, so I guess being able to extract from the data the key information to allow that presentation, the courts have said in many decisions that they like facts and they very much prefer facts to theoretical analysis. So I think it's that ability to extract things and present them easily and understandably, um, and then back to this idea of joint record keeping to cut down the amount of factual disputes and um, so that uh, you can focus on, on the, the legal uh, consequences of those facts rather than a, a big barney about what actually happened.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you. We've covered a, a lot of points already today. Let me ask one more question what does all of this mean for future skills which might be required in the construction industry?
2: Should I maybe I should go first then Shona because I think obviously um, from a technology perspective having the knowledge and understanding about how to procure technology systems is crucial I think for the industry and I think also there is that regulatory piece as well it's 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 going to be a given, I think, that organisations will need to understand what they're entitled to do with personal data and how they need to get that right at the beginning of projects um, before they kind of hit the go button on, on implementing these kind of systems. You will need that kind of knowledge and expertise in-house. It's not to say that you won't still go out to market and procure systems and other expertise externally, but it's very difficult for an organisation to know whether or not they're getting the right, uh, you know, technology and expertise in terms of how things will be implemented and structured, et cetera, unless you have someone within the organization that understands those things from a technology perspective. Um, so, so I think that is definitely an area where the industry is going to need to invest. Um, and I think in time we will see like other industries, people who are actually, uh, IT experts, and that 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 will include people such as data scientists um, and other people who are experts in handling information, who are really working within the industry. So they're not being, um, you know, kind of providing that kind of service to a range of industries, but have been been uh, employed to work in particular organisations in the construction industry. Understand the challenges and issues that that industry. Uh, faces and, and and needs to deal with in terms of data and use their own you know kind of expertise and and background to help achieve those aims. So so to me that is definitely an area where the industry will need to invest, bring those people in, and that will really help drive better outcomes in relation to how data is used, including in relation to disputes.
1: Yeah, and I think just to to add to that, I think with many aspects of our everyday lives, there's an increased Need for people in the industry to be digitally proficient, and that goes through every level. Um, if we're expecting people on site to be um, operating their handheld devices to record progress and to record the status of the as built condition, then everybody throughout the business needs to be proficient in being able to operate that equipment. And I think as Duncan said, it's likely, and we've already seen new roles being created in relation to the use of technology in all aspects of the build from inception through to completion. Back to that old chestnut, that um, productivity is such a a hot topic in the industry and technology really is one of the key drivers going forward.
0: Thank you both Shona and Duncan for your comments today. That's been extremely useful. This is clearly a, a topic of some importance and one which we're going to hear much more about. And thank you for listening. If you would like to get in touch with us on this or any other topic, please do. Otherwise, we look forward to presenting our next Building Voices podcast soon.